When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Expose Dragged Out. It's the podcast where I, Joseph Shepard, interview some of the queens who may or may not have been on a RuPaul's Drag Race franchise. Well, before we get started with today's special show, I want to chit chat about really quick something that I have put into the ether sphere. Uh, it is my music video and single for Don't Call Me. Um, I am so excited for you guys to see and hear this. If you have not already, I am telling you this video is so good. I put a lot of creative energy and just into it. Had an amazing director, Colton Tran, direct it. And it truly was like living out my Y2K fantasy. It is a scream reference. There is a drag queen surprise. Um, it's a lot. So go check it out. Don't call me on YouTube. Um, also, if you want to purchase the track or stream it, don't call me on all your streaming and all those services. And it let me know what you think. Yeah. Put in the comments. Let me know. Uh, next up on the news docket, I am so excited to announce, you know, I bring you this dragged out podcast every week on the dip. And the dip and I have a little, little surprise uh, in a month. So May 13th, May 14th, and May 15th, we are going to have a booth at DragCon LA. I am beyond excited because it's not just a regular booth. It is, let's just say, a talk show. We are going to have drag queens come through Every single day, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we'll be doing 10 to 15 minute interviews. Um, this will be on YouTube. This will be, hopefully we are trying to do the live stream. Um, and then we are going to turn all of those into little podcast episodes. So you guys can hear all of the things that went on at DragCon. But you can also see them for yourself in real time. Very excited about that. You guys should totally come and check it out. Uh, there will also be a little audience section um, with a few seats for you guys to sit. If you guys would like to come by and sit and watch an interview, maybe ask a queen a question. Um, I, I'm just beyond excited to be doing this. It's going to be such a cool experience. And I get to meet some of you guys, which is going to be absolutely crazy. Like, you know, finally, like being able to be somewhere where the people who watch my videos and who listen to the podcast will be there. So really cool opportunity. Stop by if you are there. And there will also be a very special surprise of a new potential podcast that will be announced then and there on the couch. But who is it with? What is it? We do not know, but you will figure it out. Um, anyway, let's get on to this exposed episode. Now, I highlight a lot of individuals who are all on RuPaul's Drag Race franchises. 
And I did a little contest a little bit back about a couple months ago. Finally have the winner. Finally did an interview. This is a local queen. If you guys remember, I did a local queen contest. This is the winner. Um, I was so pushed away. So I was like so drawn to the creative energy of this person. They literally do so many things. They are a musical genius. Like you were going to learn so much about them. So without further ado, let's welcome Lemon Squeezy. Howdy, Joseph. I'm fabulous. Thank you so much for having me today. Of course. Are you ready to be exposed? Ooh, oh, oh, I'm already feeling exposed. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, 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 it came. I love everything you are giving right now. I love that necklace. Is that a jacket? The blue jacket is like a little fringe. Yeah, this was made by my friend. His name is Sam. He lives in New York City. Hey, Sam. <laughs> oh, oh. So wait, where are you from? Like, where where can people see you if they were to go and see you? Okay, well, currently I live in San Jose, California. This is my home now. Um, I've been living here in the Bay for about eight years, um, and I've been performing in drag for about seven. So this is really like the birthplace of Women's Squeezy. Mm -hmm. Um, I am originally from uh, East Tennessee. I know you're from West Tennessee, but like um, I grew up there. I did um, high school out in East Tennessee. Um, I moved out to Atlanta, Georgia for a while, but um, me and my partner just decided, you know what, West Coast is where Are I'm you at. like following me? Um, is there, because, you know, Tennessee, I went to college in Atlanta and that- You caught me, I'm a fan, okay? So totally, totally. <laughs> Wait, okay, so when you were in Tennessee, were you more the mountainside, like more of like Chattanooga and like Knoxville-esque? Yes. So Knoxville, okay. that's actually where I went to college for like the first three years. Okay. But yeah, we're on the mountainside. So I don't know if you've heard of Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. So yes. Dollywood, yes, all that stuff. Like, that's my stomping grounds. Yeah. So my parents literally live there. I'm about to go there in like two weeks to see them and um, of course go to Dollywood. <laughs> uh, Dollywood was like my thing. Like when my mom took me when I was younger, I was like, I felt like I was on top of the world. Oh, it's everything. And it's expanded so much since we were little kids. Like, it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> well, you said, you know, your family is still in Tennessee. I do want to ask you, like, when you were growing up, when did you realize that, you know, you were gay? Like, was it was it earlier, younger? Like, when when did it come to you? Because when I came out in Tennessee, I was like, what? Yeah, well, you know, it's funny because, like, I just remember having dreams and, fan like, oh, okay, not fantasy, but just, like, <laughs> I would think about, um, like, walking down the aisle with, like, another guy ever since I was, like, two years old and I was wearing a dress. And, like, I don't know, like, what that would mean, but eventually when I was in middle school and everybody was using the term, like, gay, like, derogatory and that kind of thing, like, instead of, like, almost being, like, offended by it, I was like, oh, that's what I am. Oh, so this is a thing. People do fall in love with it. I thought there was something totally wrong with me until I had, like, a name to the, um, I guess, the attraction I had towards men. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I, since I was a baby, remember wanting to be with uh, a guy. <laughs> You were like, where's the Disney prince? Screw the big dresses and the Cinderella slipper. Bring on Aladdin. 
literally yeah can we please do that but no not not to say anything against the other princesses like i'm not gonna lie about so many coloring books and would just like go through and fill in just the lips with red um <laughs> and of course here if it was little mermaid but yeah no i was obsessed with just like doing their makeup ah <laughs> uh, well now you're doing your own makeup you look phenomenal yeah. Your Thank audition you. video that you sent in for me, I was blown away at the creativity that you have, at everything that goes into your performances, because I'm going to put on a little clip right now, but you fucking do instruments. Like, you actually, you do things. How in the world did that come to be? Because it isn't just one instrument. I'm pretty sure I showed, like, I saw you play, like, how many? Yeah, so I play too comfortably right now. So I play keyboard, um, which is translated over to the guitar now, um, which you can, oh, I don't know if you can see it in my frame, but so guitar and then also saxophone I've played since I was like 10 years old. So, yeah. Have you ever like played that? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what I'm talking about. I can't remember his name. Oh, oh, no, not Kenny G. But um, um, It is Kenny G, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Uh, don't quote me. I, 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 that came to my mind, but I, I had a I feeling it's it someone may, else. But I don't know. Maybe it's Kenny G. Shout out to maybe. Kenny G. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, who hasn't, right? Like you're just sitting there before a band. Yeah. Especially on a, an alto like I play. So, <laughs> Did you start, you know, the instruments and like actually doing music and stuff? Was that before the drag happened? Absolutely. Well, okay, so it's kind of hard to say because um, ever since I was like two, three years old, like there's videos of um, my parents putting me with like a red t-shirt on my head, hanging little like hook earrings from my ears. And I was like dancing around to like Paul Abdul and Cindy Lauper, oh, yeah. Janet Jackson, yeah, like all of that good stuff. So I mean, I, it, I had the bug pretty early, but um, it wasn't actually until I moved out here that I kind of felt more um, safe to explore this art form, I guess mm. you could say. I mean, not saying anything about the South, but it has its opinions and you, you may not always feel safe like going out, um, especially alone at night all yeah. Looking as gorgeous as I do today. <laughs> <laughs> I like when you started drag and when you got into it, why did you get into it? Like, what was it? Were you inspired by somebody or something or was it just like a passion? Yeah. So um, it's funny, actually, when I was 18 years old, before I was in um, college or anything, uh, my boyfriend at the time was like, okay, we're going to go to a club and you're going to see these drag queens. And honestly, I was terrified at first. But like, the more we were watching the show, I was like, oh, I can do this. I mean, like, and back then it was completely different. There was no RuPaul's Drag Race. But anyways, fast forward um, to today. So Drag Race was on, it was about season six was airing. And I was a part of the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus. And of course, full of gays so they're all doing drag and so one of my friends in the in the chorus was like okay here let's go to sephora i know that you've been wanting to do makeup so it really was makeup that like inspired me i just loved the transformation um all that good stuff and so um yeah my, we just started going out looking real busted um we weren't performing we we're just going out hitting uh the stud just to see what's up seeing the girls tipping but looking a mess you know what i mean but it was all just for the fun of it we all all just wanted to um you know be ourselves and have fun. Makeup wise, did you learn via like YouTube videos? Did you have like a drag mother teach you? How did you learn to actually paint? Because you are painted the house down right now. You look beautiful. 
Thank you so much. You know, I, I'll tell you, it's trial and error. It did not start off this good. This is about, we're like seven years into drag. Really, it's just trial and error. Yes, YouTube videos absolutely helped. Um, yes, my drag mom gave me a lot of tips. But really, it's just sitting down and doing it over and over and over again until you start to see what you want. And, you know, it's something that is collected over time, like um, bits and pieces from queens. Like each part of my face, I could probably tell you the queen that inspired that shape. So Okay, um, let's go. Yeah, let's nothing... go. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Okay, so my lips here are my drag sister, Alpha Andromeda. <laughs> okay. But yeah, no, literally. Yeah, and of course, I mean, Raven, we all know Raven. She has had mm -hmm. such an impact on the way we all do our makeup. I actually got a lot of inspiration from Jackie Beat at first with like the way that she oh, does her yes. eyeliner. Um, yeah, so I mean... The list could go on and on for oh oh and I would be remiss if I didn't mention kimchi. I use like all of her product. Like she's insane. Taught me all that like techniques of blush and everything. I highly recommend checking out her channel. Well, okay, so the eyebrows. The eyebrows is always like when it's Halloween and Joseph wants to do an outfit, the eyebrows are always the worst part. How do you do your eyebrows? <laughs> okay, so I actually start out with just um, doing the brow bones. So everything that is like from the brow down is done first. Um, okay. I do all the shadows right on top of that, blend it all out, get it all done. And then I put the brows on over that. But I mean, like I said, like figuring out the shape and everything, like mm -hmm. it, it's going to be impossible until you like, you get, it's yeah. like a puzzle. Once something clicks, another part will trial and error. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So seven years in drag, have you auditioned for RuPaul's Drag Race or is that even something that you would want to do? I have auditioned for RuPaul's Drag Race before. Um, I feel like more than anything, it's a great exercise to kind of put in perspective what you're doing, why you're doing it. They ask you so many questions like who, who, who are your inspirations and mm -hmm. um, yeah, like why are you doing this? And so, um, you know, if you're doing this, like, a lot of times those questions don't come to your mind and you don't really figure out why you're doing it. You're just like going along with the ride. Um, but yeah, it really gives you a chance to ask yourself those questions as well as um, put everything that you do into a portfolio. And you're like, you're able to look back and like, oh, I have this outfit. Okay, I have this one. So yeah, I mean, more than anything, it's just like a, a tool. And of course, everybody would love the opportunity to go on and show yeah. what they got. But um, I see it for what it is too. Like I do understand like if I were ever go on the show... <coughs> <clears throat> she smokes, you know. Um, um, that that was literally the the blame it on the edit gods coming down to you to tell you. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I know because it's what's so interesting too is that like what's always being judged isn't necessarily um, the drag aspects of it, and yes. um, and and so many of us do such different things. It's hard to boil down. Like, I mean, I, I just don't think it's fair to judge me and like someone who I consider another makeup queen's makeup or, or or hair or anything like that. I mean, I'm a musician first, and so like it would be really weird to go on and like get booted for not being able to sew something together, which I can sew, by the way. But, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Well, it's it's kind of like you know. Trixie Mattel is known for comedy and for, you know, the guitar or for singing. She's not known for doing a full out choreography number like Kennedy Davenport might be. So it's sure. like two separate worlds. And I think that that's the thing that I really hope that like the younger generation slowly starts learning is that drag was there before RuPaul's Drag Race. You mm -hmm. don't have to have the same look as whatever queen you see on television who won the season. You don't have to have your outfits the same. You don't have to be yep. in this box. 
it's like there's so many other types of queens out there. For sure. And, and you know, RuPaul says it best, like the show more than anything is about the tenacity of the human spirit. No one is expected to go in and be able to do everything, but it is how do you handle what's thrown at you the, the best way that you can. And um, yeah, I don't know if I'm up for that challenge, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, totally am totally, totally going to continue on that path. I mean, it is the greatest exposure that we have to yeah. people. I mean, it, it wouldn't be popular today if it weren't for RuPaul's Drag Race. And um, yeah, and I think too, <laughs> it's like when you think about it logically too, RuPaul said multiple times too, like if you think about it, it's, it's RuPaul's show. If he wants you to be the drag queen of the year or whatever it is, that's, that's the choice that's in front of him, but it's not a set standard for drag. Sure. Um, when right. it comes to you and your performances, all right, I want you to walk me through do you, are you more of a brunch performer? Are you more of a night performer? More of a club gig? More of a bar gig? What is a lemon squeezy show? Like, where would you see it? Yeah, so um, I do it all. I will say this, that my favorite places to perform are those tiny, tiny little stages in a dark, dark room where the crowd is all around you, drunk, just like handing you bills, and mm. you just feel like the greatest goddess in the universe for me drag is all about that the fantasy of it all and like okay okay everybody pretend i am the goddess you know what i'm saying like it's very like okay we're in on it you're visualizing it too this is just a suggestion of what you really should be imagining you know and so um for me that kind of gives me that spirit that what i love to do in drag so um probably more so than a brunch just because brunch is more about like um you know, you're mingling, you're going around, you don't mm -hmm. give as much to the performance, um, unless you're like a, a bucker or, so, or, you know, you're like throwing your yeah. legs up in the air. But um, for me, like a lot of what I do is very, uh, I do a lot of spoken word, a lot of comedic um, types of things where you have to be looking. And yeah, it's worse if I'm like dividing my time out. Uh, and person yeah, person and actually having to like, yeah. Well, let me ask you when it comes down to the show, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race took off you know, what, like when it switched over to VH1 and it became more mainstream, have you found any difficulties in like working in the scene? Like, do you see that other like RuPaul's girls are getting the bookings or the money? Like, do you experience those um, negative effects? Well, certainly, I think more than anything, um, RuPaul's Drag Race has just kind of, uh, I mean, and this is a good thing, it's kind of lowered the barrier to entry. And so it is more accessible for everyone. I mean, like I said, I probably wouldn't even be doing drag if I didn't see like normal people like doing it. You know what I mean? Like I, you go out to a club, you're 18 years old, you have no idea what to expect. You're just like, okay, what is this? But seeing it in context of the transformation, these are people, they have children, maybe like it, it, it just normalized it. And so I think, um, more than anything, it's just become more accessible for people. It's all online. So what I'm seeing is that there are a lot of Queens, there are a lot of queens. <laughs> so we're all competing with each other for these spots because, I mean, okay, so here in San Jose, we have um, a very, very strong drag scene, but maybe two, three venues to perform at. So, mm. I mean, you have the, you have some girls who get it all. You have some girls who are like fighting tooth and nail. Um, but I would say, you know, um, it's definitely more difficult, but it is definitely, um, better because now we all have more of a community around it, I would say. Yeah. Because I, I like, you know, I think about it and I always think about like when I was in New York for, you know, a few years and my opinions on drag back then, like it's so comical how 
everything kind of like changed over once I saw Drag Race because I used to like, all I wanted to do on a Thursday night was to go and dance and every single gay bar had a drag show and I would get so mad. I would be like, I just want to dance. I want to dance. It's interrupting. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. And then <laughs> like my my best friend, Eric, he he was like, Joseph, he was like, it's just going to keep happening. You're going to have to get used to it. And then literally it's like my favorite thing now. But it was just <laughs> like, you know, you me being a Tennessee boy and also probably like the stuff that was instilled in my head as a child and the religious stuff too, probably like aided in that oh, this is a no-no, this is a no-no. Yep, yep. It's so funny how it's like those things. It's like the gender and, yes. and, and just the most random things that like that bother the shit out of them. Yeah, because literally when I first started dating my boyfriend, I was never into putting on like any type of makeup. Like I'm cool with the drag queens doing it, cool with whatever, but it was just instilled in me as a child. No makeup, no nails, no nothing. And so I always viewed it like he would, we would go out like on a Friday night or something and he would, you know, put on a little bit of like glitter or something. And then I would always just be like so down in my head. I would be like, oh my gosh, no, no, no. And now I'm uh -huh. the one doing it. So uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, no, and put on this dress. <laughs> Wait, yes, here. let's do it. Where's the corset? Let's bring it on. So when it comes down to, you know, drag and the aesthetic and you actually coming up with numbers and stuff, how does the inspiration hit you? Like when you want to involve an instrument or you want to go and make a video and you're doing your green screen and stuff like that, like where does the creativity come from? Oh, sure. So I'm heavily inspired by uh, women of comedy, specifically. Um, I love shows like Broad City. Um, right now, my favorite show is Pin 15. Yeah, I love Lucy, like pr pretty much any like female duo. I'm like down. So let's do it. Um, so yeah, like I, uh, you know, I could be watching Broad City one day and I'm like, oh, it'd be really funny if like Dorothy uh, found out that somebody shat in her ruby slipper. So what would happen? And so we'll all, I, I'll just like do a whole scene on that. Um, um, I'm also really inspired by um, musicians. So like Nora Jones, I mean, I, I grew up uh, listening to Spice Girls, uh, yes. you know, Britney Spears. I was just super inspired by music and music videos. And so that's kind of where I always imagined um, my, you know, my trajectory to go is like, I want to be mm -hmm. a pop star. So right now, like my aesthetic and everything is very like glam rock. I'll be very 80s. Um, I just like big hair. And uh, yeah, I'm going to rip out my guitar and just yes. uh, yeah, give you a show. Yeah. So that's kind of like where I, where I look for my inspiration. Um, I love like 90s uh, punk rock. Honestly, anything in the 80s, Bananarama, like mm -hmm. I said, Paula Abdul, that's more 90s, but like Cindy Lauper, all that stuff. So the list goes on. I, I don't think I'll ever stop being inspired um, as long as there's more content coming out for me to consume. <laughs> exactly. And I, I think the thing, too, is that like, you know, drag is such a creative art form, too, that with you having the ability to, you know, play instruments, also do makeup, also do things like and you're doing videos, too. So like in my head, it's like you have every creative trajectory down. So if one you're not really feeling, you go straight to that other part, you know? Yeah, totally. And there's so many arenas. And what's really cool, too, is that every queen kind of specializes, too. So we kind of rely on each other. Okay, hey, can you take care of some mixes? Cool, I got you on the hair, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah. Would Are you right now, are you also working another job in addition to doing drag or is drag your predominant? 
I do. Yeah. So I do have a, um, a day job. I am a marketing manager for a media company. So oh. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's really fun. So I mean, <laughs> it's probably not fun for you because basically what I do is like email marketing. So all those annoying emails that pop up in your inbox. Hi, <laughs> you can unsubscribe. It's right at the bottom. Just scroll shit. But, um, <laughs> but don't. Don't. <laughs> don't. Don't. Um, just keep it. Just let it go to the that. spam. You know? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm good with the spam box, you know. But yeah, so yeah, that's what I do. So um, wow. it, it really does get kind of difficult um, trying to find time to do drag, like especially like during the week and stuff. There's so many like Thursday shows that would be so perfect. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you know, right now I'm a weekend warrior. <laughs> do you go do you go into an office or has COVID allowed you to actually work from home and spend more time on your drag? Yeah, so I'm in my new office right now from home. Um, Yeah, I've been working from home almost the past two years, which I mean, I've seen it as a blessing. Everybody at work is like, oh, no, I'm so ready to go back in the office. I'm like, why? I make better coffee. Uh, I don't (laughs) I mean, you might be surprised, but I'm not a super social person unless I'm like in drag ready to say hi to everybody yeah yeah when i'm out of drag i'm like the shyest Mm -mm, no (laughs) same same i also love that you said you said like you make better coffee also the best thing about when you get to work from home and this is tmi but i don't care you can go and shit whenever you need to and not have to be afraid Right, exactly. Oh, yeah, of someone else coming in into the bathroom. Because I can't tell you, like, nothing makes it go right back up more than when someone opens that door and I'm just like, yes. God, no. And then you're you like, oh, my gosh, they know my shoes. I always thought <gasps> that, too. I'd be oh, like, yeah. They need foot stirrups in those things. I'm telling you. You know what? They do. Or anon- at least, Anonymity. Like, or at least the door to go down all the way. I don't know, but that was always You know, why the doesn't worst. that? Literally. <laughs> When when the last the last job before I started doing everything freelance was that I was working on this television show and we had, you know, like the communal bathroom and I would start going in around lunchtime. Like I'd like, you know, wash my hands or whatever. And you know how like there's like um, what do you call those those boxes that like you can kind of listen to like to calm you to go to bed and stuff like the water sounds and all of that. Oh, like the Muzak or whatever. Yes. Oh, oh yes. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this this person who oh my gosh the light on the spell this person who i was working with brought one and they put it in the bathroom to like i guess help sounds but they weren't listening to water and stuff they were listening to a children's playground so all you would hear is (laughs) and i'm like that's some red flags right there i'm sorry that's a red flag yes (laughs) (laughs) glad you're out of there (laughs) right um, well, Lemon, as we are um, closing out this interview, I want to give you the floor to say whatever you want. If you want people to check you out, wherever that link is, like where should they find you? Where can they see you live? Where can they find you on the interwebs? Like give all of that. Like where can they get you? Oh my God, thank you. Okay, yeah, I will tell you. Okay, okay, here we go. Okay, so you can follow me on Instagram. It's at lemon underscore squeezy, S-K-W-E-E-Z-Y. It's Scandinavian. Um, You can also follow me on YouTube. I have some music videos up. There's makeup content coming. It's just going to be a fun party for all. 
You can find me live here in San Jose. I perform at Splash San Jose, um, Renegade's Bar, which is a fat, this is my home bar. So Woo Woo Monroe, my drag mother, she kind of built a community at Renegade's Bar. I highly recommend it. So fun. And other than that, uh, just, just, that's it. I stick to Instagram and YouTube and live performances. So... Yes. <laughs> well, to to give people a little incentive to go and see you perform live, if you are in San Jose, and let's just say that you go and see Lemon Squeezy, take a picture, take a video, tell her hi, you came from seeing her on Exposed, and shoot that over to my email at draggedoutpot at gmail.com, or send it to my Instagram, or whatever, and... I'm going to go with the first 10 people to do that. I will get you a subscription for three months to World of Wonder Plus or to Paramount Plus. But go support her. Give her some dollars and you can get three months. Just give me the proof. Like, go go give her that money. She deserves it. Local queens, you know, a lot of times have the heart, the talent, the drive you know, there are other people besides seeing the people from Drag Race. Go support your local queens. Go give them the dollar. You know, the worst thing ever that I think that's <laughs> that's happened is that when things have gone mainstream recently in the past few years, the tip dollars have kind of stopped. We need to bring back the tip dollars. Let's bring them bring back. Bring back my tips. Yes. Yes. Bring back my <laughs> tips. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for listening to Exposed Dragged Out on the Dip. Um, I'm so excited to be bringing these weekly episodes to you every single week. And on Tuesdays, of course, we do our classic Tuesday episodes. Um, I Once again, I, I'm so excited that the Dip and I will be at DragCon. So make sure to come check us out. We are going to be in booth 1517. Um, and I will have a full like late night talk show set up. Um, Queens will be coming through doing interviews. They'll be YouTubed and put on podcasts. And there's an audience section where you guys can come and sit and you can ask questions to your Queens. It is going to be an all around great experience. So make sure to come to DragCon Mar or May, sorry, May 13th through the 15th um, at the LA Convention Center. And also, it's your, it's your reminder. You need to go right now. Type in, don't call me on YouTube. Watch the video, then download or listen to the single. I would just love to see, let you see another side into my mind. Well, until next time, I'm Joseph Shepard. That was Lemon Squeezy. And go head on over to thedip.com, the D-I-P-P.com, and join me in this conversation. Um, I am going to go into a local conversation. Let's talk about your local artists and entertainers who come through, because I think that we all deserve to show some people some light. So until next time, I'm Joseph Shepard, signing out.